Hello. Welcome to the Empowered Hour with Empowered Living Eat. It's your girl, Athena, and... Renata. Oh, I'm about to say, she better come on with it. Not get... Hi, Renata. Hi, Athena. You always thought I was talking crazy. <laughs> it wouldn't be me if I did. Mm-hmm. Just say, I, you know, it, it's the highlight of my Monday to give you a hard time. Just because wow. I just like, I missed you all weekend. I just have to give you a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Renata? Mm-hmm. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? How cool. You know, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this week because, it's countdown to my only child is turning 21, and I cannot wrap my head around the fact that she's about to be 21. That's crazy. It seemed like yesterday she was following me around with her diaper on. <laughs> a whole grown-up. She is a whole grown-up. Well, about to be a whole grown-up. Yeah, I still don't consider her until she's uh, at my house at 25. That's what she just says she's a whole grown-up. But. She's real close. <laughs> uh, that's, honestly, that's a show in itself about when do you feel like you're really an adult? <laughs> yeah. That, you know what we'll do that show? Well, we get ready to watch this book, girl. Segway. Segway. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. So, uh, just like that plug that y'all just heard, yes, we are about to come out with a book that's going to assist you with some adulthood stuff, y'all. So, stay tuned. We are so close. We can smell it. Like, we are so, so close. Like, we're getting closer and closer every day. And it's getting exciting, uh, but also scary because it's a new territory. But you know what? I feel like the Lord would not have put it on my heart if we couldn't handle it. Amen. Amen. Clap it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, because I'm going to need it. I think I'm going to hand it to my 21-year-old. Once it's published, and be like, here you go, like, girl, because you're going to need this. Um, because, you know, just like we all do, we turn 21, we think we grow. And we feel like we know everything. It's not until you turn, like, 35, 40, you realize, yeah, I ain't no jack. We're <laughs> not 20-something. And, and, you know, you wait past that age now where you're like, okay, well... If I knew back when I was 21, what I don't have, Lord, Lord, Lord. So for anybody who's listening who's under the age of 30, please take the wisdom and the words from uh, anyone around who's giving wise counsel because we're not just telling you for our sake, don't repeat our mistakes or don't repeat the things that we've done that we wish we could do space. So I'm telling y'all, save yourself some headaches. Grab them words of wisdom because if somebody told me when I was 21, the knowledge and the nuggets that I try to drop on people who are younger than me, well, you know how much different my life would be at this present moment. But anyway, <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox. But uh, how you doing? I mean, for real, for real, though. How you doing over now? Like, how's everything going? I know you got, like, uh, you had your pitch last week, you know, how do you think that went? Like, tell the viewers, like, I mean, the listeners, I guess we're not really viewing this, but the listeners, like, like, what's been up, you know? I know, I don't know if everybody knows, but we're not as a serial entrepreneur, so she's got, like, 18 jobs, 18 businesses. Really? 
Oh, she's she's Jamaican. <laughs> um, I do not have any businesses. One, um, it went fine. I got some really good feedback. Um, like Athena said, it is it's well for something else. It's new territory, so it's always um, it's always interesting when you're in, in new territory. Um, it's familiar as far as what the actual product is, but it is new territory with the product. So um, for those that don't know, I am um, creating a custom luxury uh, bra line. And so um, it has been an experience, to say the least. Started this journey in 2019. Um, And still trying to figure out the kinks. So, you know, it's, it's a different beast when you're trying to create something or prove something. And it's not something that you have that expertise or um, that type of experience in. So it's a process. Um, it'll come together eventually when it's supposed to. So, what about you and your business, ma'am? I also I can't wait to put on a bra that actually feels good because, you know, us heavier-breasted women have that struggle. But uh, my other business, uh, Goddess Adorned, actually uh, sold my first pair of earrings today, yay, um, yeah. one of the cases coming to my daytime. So it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to, like I, I told um, somebody I talked to this past weekend that I'm getting ready to start wearing my own stuff because I keep wearing other people's stuff. I don't know why I don't wear my own stuff more often, but it's about to change because I have to start. I, I make so much stuff for myself, and I don't actually get it out of my hand. And I have, like, a 24 by – there's a big, big old frame they have at uh, Michael's. I think it's, like, 24 by 36. That thing is full of earrings. And I'm, like, about 25% of them are some that I made. I'm, like, well, why are you keeping these? Why don't you sell them to other people so you can, uh, you know, have some kind of – revenue for yourself and, and at the very least purge some of the stuff so I'm about to start doing it so stay tuned mm-hmm. for that so uh, uh, maybe when Renata has her runway show I can design some pieces that go down with her bra hey furniture but anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I, today we were what keeping up with our previous conversation which is mm-hmm. you know ironic because today is uh, International Women's Day, and so March 8th is International Women's Day, and I think there are, like, some awards going on. Um, I think the, um, uh, or was it in 2020? I think maybe in 2020 they started doing, like, the Women Making History Awards, of course, in other states other than Indiana. But, you know, maybe one of these days we can get something like that here um, to do, you know, to, to recognize women and all their accomplishments. So piggybacking on what we talked about a little bit last week, Renata, do you feel like women are actually finally starting to get their dues? Like, do you feel like we're finally trying to get our come up? Because, you know, back in the day, women were looked at as pretty little objects to be seen, not heard, uh, viewed, but not, you know, necessarily taken seriously. Do you feel like we finally are starting to get our just dues, like, for real, for real? Or do you think we still got a long way to go? Um, as always, it depends. 
think it's a I think it's a both and situation. I think it depends on um part of that is I think it depends on by who would be a good follow up question. Um I think there is there is progress, um, but I think it still is a long way to go. Um, just in the very different um arenas. I think there, you know, there we do have our, our first female uh, vice president and and you know she that's amazing um but even with that you know there is still we still got a lot of a lot of work to do a long way to go um i think if you're talking to a group of women they would say yeah we support each other we do this we do that i mean there are a lot of statistics about how um you know how uh, especially black women are starting to get you know own more businesses and um a lot have college degrees and things of that nature. So, I mean, I think there are statistics that can go in favor of, yes, things are, are better, and, yes, we're starting to, uh, you know, make some, some headway, but then there still is the wage gap. And the fact that they are just now companies that are starting to have women, you know, be at the head front of things, um, you know, it, it just kind of goes to show, yes, we – we're making some progress, but we still have a really long way to go. What about you? I totally agree. I totally agree. We have uh, a long way to go. Um, I think that uh, people are still viewing women as objects and expendable, which is sad because without a woman, none of us could be here. And, well, I mean, unless you were created in a teacher dish. I don't know if any other way you can get here besides having a womb um, and being carried by a woman. And I've never, I've never quite understood why women are viewed as less than when they do way more. There's, there, we do something as women, and I'm not knocking anyone who cannot have children, but still even those who cannot have children still do way more to birth the nation than men. And why we're looked at as so little or or expendable or like trash or like we don't deserve. Uh, because even looking at the statistics, I've seen even on TikTok, uh, my daughter shared with me, a few other people have shared with me videos of people who are still targeting women to abuse them, to traffic them, to mistreat them. And it's like we still are not viewed as uh goddesses or, you know, as great beings, which is sad because it's like without us, you cannot have life, you know, because, I mean, and I know God is creator of life, but it's still a woman's womb is how we get here. That's how we all start. We don't start from her alone. We have to have an age. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it, it just boggles my mind that people still treat women or don't look at women in a, a, a reverence life. They don't look at us like we are uh, the great things that we are. And I'm not even going to get into colorism, like or, or black versus white or brown. Whatever. You know, I'm not going to get into that. Just women in general are not looked at as great. And that's, that's really sickening because it's like, where would you be, you know, without the woman who gave birth um, or that female teacher who spoke life, or that female uh, neighbor who 
put a Band-Aid on when you busted your knee. You know what I mean? Like, why are we not looked at in better regard? So it's just, Huh. <laughs> I don't know what's the way to say it. It just really sucks. It really does. So, even with you mentioning uh, Kamala Harris, you know how I get so sick of people talking about her being, because she was the first woman to become a vice president. It's like, even with that history moment, there was still a group of people who still weren't happy. You know, they broke down her race. They broke down the fact she's married to a Caucasian man. She broke, you know, they broke down the, the her past. They broke down everything to miss the whole part that a woman has a very prominent seat in the White House. And for everybody who said, oh, we need a woman in the White House, you get one, you still ain't happy. So do you think that speaks on the fact that people are never satisfied, or do you think that just speaks on the fact that people – still aren't ready for a female to have a high position. Um, so your question is, do you feel like people are not satisfied um, with progress that's made? Or, I'm sorry, ask your question again. Well, I mean, yeah, you could, I could say that. I mean, that, that was, you know, are, are we, do you think that people just are not satisfied with the fact that the progress has been made and there's a woman in the office? Or you think they're still not satisfied because she's not what they envisioned that first person to be? Like, I don't know if it's just um, because she's a woman or because she's biracial um, or what the problem is, but people are so not happy with this woman, <laughs> which everybody said they wanted the woman in, in the White House. You know, I'm not going to say everyone. A lot of people spoke up and said they wanted a woman in the White House, but they're still not happy with the woman that's in the White House. Well, I mean, I think in general, there are just going to be people who always have something to say. Um, you know, I, I think even if things were perfect, someone would still find something wrong with it. Um, I often give the example uh, that, you know, Jesus was perfect and people still had an issue with him. So... Um, I mean, what do you do? Like, if if you're if you have something to say about perfection, what chance do we have? So, I mean, I think there's going to always be um, that's just going to always be an issue, regardless of the situation. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with one of the patients uh, last week, and this was a older. Caucasian man, uh, you look at him, you would automatically assume that he is probably borderline racist just from looking at him because he fits that build, right? You know, he was a balding Caucasian man who's older and looked like he was born in, I, I can't remember what year he was born, but I think he was born in, let's say, the 50s for giggles. So if you look at him, you think automatically he's like, he don't like black people. He don't like nobody but his own thing. That's a predetermination you could get just from looking at him. But I had a whole conversation with him. He was like, if people would just stop and think before they open their mouth and then also realize that we all bleed red, the world would just change. And I said, well, you know, that's true, but some people still think that one version is better than the other, even though we all still bleed red. And he's like, well, why? He said, because 
just speaking to you as an African-American woman, you know, um, you and your people who look like you built this country, but still cannot have the simplest things that those of us who don't look like you have and without Trump. And he was like, I hope I'm not offending you by saying this. I said, no, no, you're not offending me. He's like, because he's like, I just don't understand why, you know, people are still angry because people have, uh, are still screaming Black Lives Matter. And people are angry that um, one culture is saying enough is enough and not everybody is coming to their aid. And it took me by surprise because I was like, wait a minute, you feel like you, you support Black Lives Matter? You're like, you understand what that's about? He was like, yeah. He said, because if it was not for African American or the Black Lives, this country would not be standing as much as it is. And he went on to say, you know, I understand that we're not going to change people's minds because of 400 years of ingraining it in certain people's heads. It's going to take a long time. But if they would just look at the simple fact, we all bleed red. We are all the same. If you flip this inside out, we're all the same. Um, we would change a lot of things. And it took, like I said, it took me all by surprise that I'm having this conversation with this older or middle-aged Caucasian man who to me looked like he wouldn't support any of this stuff. So, yes, I did have a judgy moment before we started this conversation. I ain't going to act like I didn't. But um, after talking to him and actually listening to him, I said, you know what, I wish that you could convince more people who look like you that people who look like me are not bad people. And he was like, I've tried. He said, but I'll keep trying. And I said, thank you, you know, uh, because it gets tiring sometimes being an African-American woman. And people always say, oh, this doesn't happen to me. And I said for a long time, it hasn't happened to me in a long time, me being judged by what I look like. But I was in Meyer last week, and I was looking for mulch. No, no, not mulch, potting soil. And I was looking for potting soil in this aisle where the garden supplies are. It was just me and this middle-aged white woman, and a Caucasian woman. I don't know which one's proper to say, but ever, whatever, uh, in this aisle alone. And I looked, I had on my sweatshirt, sweatpants, and I had my hair braided. I think I might have had a scarf around my head because I literally left the house for that reason, just to go get some potting soil. And I'm like, it's a decent day I can repot this plant. But anyway, and literally, as soon as I stepped in the aisle with the cart, she looked at me, I looked at her, I, you know, got on her mask and she can't see that I smirked at her or whatever, and she grabbed her purse. Renata, I laughed. So loud. So I was like, this woman did not just grab her purse. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go out to Al. Because I was sitting here frantically looking for something that they clearly didn't have out uh, because of the season. But, I mean, they had something similar to it. But anyway, so I left the Al and I called one of my sister friends and I said, hey, can I use this, what they have at the store, to repot my plant with? Because I'm, I don't have a green thumb. I ain't going to act like I have a green thumb. And she was like, yeah, you should be fine because, you know, it's the start seeds and stuff like that. It should have enough nutrients for your existing plant to grow. I'm like, okay, fine. So I went back in that aisle again because the woman was by herself. She let her purse go. So that's how I know she grabbed her purse because I came in the aisle. But I went back in the aisle, and she looked to the side, 
and finally come back. She adjusted her purse, but she didn't grab it this time. And I had a conversation with people about this, uh, these other middle-aged uh, Caucasian women, and they said, that's, that's an opportunity to walk up to her and say, uh, I noticed you grabbed your purse or have a conversation with her. And I was like, no. I said, because that doesn't end well with me doing that. Because we've seen in, in how us as African Americans will spark a conversation with somebody who's treating us a certain kind of way. And it doesn't end well for us. And I was like, no, I'm not getting ready to have this fight with this woman in this store because she's ignorant. And she's like, well, that's when you should educate her. I said, no, that's not my job to educate her. It's people who look like her's job to educate her because she's going to automatically be on the defensive when I say something to her because she's going to say, oh, no, I did not do that. But if somebody else would have been in that aisle or somebody else who looked like her would have caught her and said something to her, I think that's the only time she would have probably recognized what she did as wrong and probably taken it more um, seriously as somebody's having a conversation with her that I saw what you did and that was not right. And I didn't feel like for me it was my place to say something because it doesn't always turn out right uh, when we as African-Americans say stuff to other people who don't look like us especially in a store or public environment. So I know we got to take a break, um, but when we come back, I guess we'll finish this discussion on, um, you know, women and such. But, um, yeah, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back so Renata can hop in on this conversation. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Would you like to advertise your brand, product, service, or event to hundreds of potential clients and guests with direct links to inquire and shop immediately? Well, advertise with Ego Magazine, the hottest bi-monthly digital interactive magazine around. Your ad will include clickable buttons that lead directly to your service or product for the interactive experience. Half-page ads are only $15 and full-page ads are only $25. Did we mention that your ad runs for 60 days? Advertise with us, Ego Magazine, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. Visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com. That's www.egoentertainmentnet.com and complete the form while you're there. We look forward to promoting you. Track Try Me by Arulo on Mixkit.com. Okay, so we're back. And, you know, before we went on break, I told a story about my recent racial profiling um, <laughs> incident. I don't know. Renata, do I look intimidating? <laughs> I was like, I'm about to rock somebody. Because I was like, when that happened, I was just like, I just couldn't do nothing but I couldn't do nothing but laugh. So I'm just like, really? That's what we're doing now. We, we're grabbing person. I, I chuckled because um, we, we call Athena um, sensitive thug at times just because 
Now, you telling uh, me I'm being sensitive over this now? I didn't say I didn't say you were being sensitive over it. I was just saying why I chuckled. That was the first thought that came to mind. <laughs> well, no, I mean I don't. I, I don't. I didn't say. I'm not saying what you did was wrong. I didn't say that at all. Um, actually, I had a question uh, for you. Actually, so part of you know your original your initial question when we first started was. You feel like women are getting their just deals and things of that nature. So do you feel like, um, and I guess combining both of the stories that you shared, do you feel like we do a good job as women just working together to build one another up? Um, so we're, we both have said we feel like there is some, definitely some um, inequalities that are going on, um, and that can even be broken down deeper and deeper and deeper. But do you think in general – women are doing better at working together, um, building each other up with things of that nature, and why you feel that way or you don't feel that way. I definitely feel like the people we surround ourselves with do a good job of that, and I'm not saying that uh, we don't include people in this group. And what, what I mean by that, I mean like the people that we have come in contact with. And I believe that we all are put in a certain place at a certain time for a certain reason. And so by being put in those certain places, I feel like um, God leads us in to a place to where we meet people who are there for a reason, a season, what have you. And I feel like the people who we've come in contact with, I would say especially in the last four years, have been people who are very good at lifting each other up and keeping each other, even if we don't say it out loud, we keep each other in mind for things because uh, people we've met, we've referred those people to other people, and then those same people have turned around and referred us to other people. And so I think that circle of people that we've come in contact with has been strong individuals who don't mind saying there's plenty of room at this table for all of them, you know, and I feel like even though this is not my area of specialty, but it, it is an area I work in, I would rather give this to my sister in, you know, um, in the sense of the word. And sister could be any nationality for anybody like that, but I'm give to my sister this, this gift um, because, you know, even though we're in the therapy world, even though we have a mental health therapy practice, we have had more mental health therapy practices either refer to us or we've been a resource for them. We've helped people actually uh, build their own practice. Uh, so it's like even though in, indirectly they could be competition for us because they are doing the same exact thing that we do, we, as well as other people, say there are enough people out here who need services that I can give you someone, you can give me someone, we are our own referral network. You know, we don't, I'm not going to say we don't need things like other search engines to help, but we have become our own networking system to where we're giving and lifting and doing amongst ourselves, and which is a great thing. Uh, I, I just feel like we all, we the, the circle that we have and 
by all means, anybody who's listening, if you want to join the circle, please don't feel like I'm never going to talk to you. You know, please don't feel like we never will refer to you because that's the point. We're bring, you bring people in to your circle, that circle increases. We all are extending. We all are helping each other. And that's the only way I feel that we will ever change the world is if we start to realize we can help each other. It's not a competition. There's enough out here for everybody. Even just like with our businesses that we're starting, your bra business, you're not the first person who made a bra, but you're not going to be the last person who makes a bra. You're going to, you have your area expertise when it comes to bra making. Somebody else has an area expertise. And you've talked to people who create bra or lingerie who've been willing to help you build your brand. And that to me is a symbolism of people helping people, and that changes. So, and we all know jewelry making ain't never going in. And everybody has their own creative twist, but we all have the same goal in mind to give our creative juices out there to the world for people to receive them and then for us to reciprocate that. So in a long way of answering your question, like I always do. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> so but you, you were very specific with the people that you are connected with. Do you think in general and granted, I realize that that's really not a fair question, but I'm asking anyway. But do you think in general that is something that you often hear as that women do, are doing a better job at connecting and, and working together and building up? I say I've heard more now than I have when I was younger because I think when I was younger I heard more people say, I am not working with so-and-so because they'll take my ideas. Um, I think I've heard that more when I was younger than I do now. I think I hear less of people saying I'm not sharing my ideas. Because if you think about it, social media is nothing but people sharing what they're doing. And YouTube, I would say YouTube in general, there's so many videos out there on how to do something, and people are literally sharing their knowledge with the world. Now, whether you find that particular video uh, is up to you as far as how deep you dig into that, but you can literally go on YouTube and type in how do you do A, and I guarantee you there's at least 10 videos that pop up that can tell you how to do something or how this person does it, and that's sharing to me. That's people giving their knowledge to other people. So I think it's definitely gotten better because I don't know if people are doing it for the views or the likes or the shares or people are literally just doing it because they want to share their knowledge. Either way, people are definitely putting themselves out there and saying, this is what I offer, you know, I'm in being 100% transparent of how I make or how I create or how I do. So I think it's definitely gotten better in a general sense because YouTube is the go-to for everything and Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> Those two entities right there, if, if I'm sure everybody knows to go to YouTube or Pinterest. People look on there for how to lay dry, put like drywall, lay floors, 
have to paint designs on their wall. You name it, you can find it on there. So I think collectively people are definitely getting better and, and sharing their knowledge and not necessarily caring about if this person does it better than me, you know, that whole, that whole thing. I don't think it's completely out of the window, but I think it's definitely more people are like, here, this is what I did, right? This is what I did wrong. You take with it what you will and do what you will with that. How about you? Do you feel like that? Um, uh, as usual, I think it's a both dance situation. I think, honestly, when I think generation, uh, yeah, generationally, I think that kind of comes into play. I think it's not uncommon to hear um, people when they're younger say things like, oh, I didn't have a lot of female friends because I don't get along with females. Um, I've heard that a lot from people. Yeah, I've um, <laughs> Or even just kind of, you know, the whole women are catty and things like that. Um, I feel like I, I hear that more with younger generations. Um, but I also recognize that that makes sense because that's during the time where you're trying to figure out who you are, you're working through your insecurities, um, and things of that nature. And I think the older that you get, um, the more you put things in perspective. So, like, I feel like I've often heard, um, you know, from older women, and not even older in the sense of, like, women who are older than me. So, like, women have often heard, like, when you get to your 40s and older, like, you just don't care. So, like, things are different. Like, you view things totally different because you view life different because you, you don't care anymore about, like, what other people think or how they feel about you and things of that nature. So I, I think on – I think it, it feels like, or what I've experienced, um, is that when you're younger, those things kind of matter and there's that competition piece. Um, and not to say that competition is a bad thing because I definitely feel like you can have healthy competition. But I think when you're the older that you get, the less of some of those things really matter. Because, like, again, like I said, you, you put it in a different perspective. So you do have that mind frame of, you know, when you're first starting out, you're feeling like I gotta, I'm trying to build my career, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that, um, versus when you've been doing it for a while, you're like, I'm, I'm not competing with you. I've been doing this for a while. Uh, I feel like you often hear, hear that with maybe someone that's, you know, been working for two years versus someone that's been doing it for, for 20. You know, you're looking at things a little bit differently. So I think it could be, it has the potential to be both in, but I think some, a big part of that is just a, maturity and just kind of who you surround yourself with and just recognizing that um, you healthy competition is fine, but yeah, it doesn't have to go so, to an extreme place. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I'm glad that more people, I think I'm, I'm, I'll say this. I'm glad that I have changed my mindset uh, towards that. Cause I said that plenty of times before I did not have female things like that. Um, when I was growing up, I had, at one point, I had females that I considered my friends, and then those females burned me. And for a while, I had male friends way outnumbered my female friends. And I liked it like that. Not to say that men are catty and I don't have that same kind of mentality, but it's way less. <laughs> we have the males as friends. Is it, so I definitely, is it a matter of it's way less, or is it just a matter of that's just how it sometimes presents itself? It seems like that's how it's being presented. I, 
I would probably say it's, it's probably uh, more how it's presented because in, in the grand scheme of things, maybe it's the guys I surrounded myself with, they didn't have, we didn't have anything that we were competing for. So, and, and, or we didn't have like that same, uh, I don't want to say competition still, but we, we weren't, we weren't competing for the same things. You know, we, they had their ideas of relationships. I had my idea of relationships. Uh, at the, I've had gay friends back in the day where, you know, we might have had a little uh, thought of the same guy, but, you know, clearly we didn't go for the same guy because if he was gay, he was not for me. So it's like, uh, but it was, you know, I never really had that kind of competitive spirit with a male as much as I did for females. And that whole talking about people thing, yeah, men talk about women or men or people just as much as women talk about others people too, so that part. But I think just the people that I surrounded myself with, we didn't have that kind of dynamic. We didn't have that little catty thing, and it could have just been a rare, beautiful thing. But um, I don't recall um, us having that cattiness that I had experienced with uh, females when I was growing up. And it could be just because I never let them get to that point with me. Maybe that's what Mm -hmm. it was. it could have been just because, like, the females that I consider friends or friends of mine back in the day, when they did something to X themselves out, I recognized early and nipped it in the bud with a male quicker than I did with a female. Um, so maybe that's what it is. But I don't recall having that same issue with men as I did with women when I was growing up because, yeah, I had some time with some emails. <laughs> and like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just cut y'all. And I'm surprised that I can say that I've had females uh, who I consider friends in my life as long as I have. And the ones that I've had so long have been around for a long period of time. And, um, and I value that, but I, uh, I know that I'm glad that my mentality has changed because I used to just want to be bothered with females at all. <laughs> I can admit that. Uh, I can definitely admit that. I, I'm telling the truth. I did not. I didn't want to be bothered with females. I don't know how Renata and, and MB and SW has snuck their way in, but <laughs> TA, how y'all snuck your way in, but y'all did it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm pretty cool. I think I would hang out with me if I wasn't me. <laughs> would you? It depends on what day it is. No. <laughs> you said yourself that you can be a bit of a jerk, and, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like the I'm, work, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So, you know, we all are. We all are. We all are working progress because the day we stop working, the day we leave this earth, because I'll tell you, you got to keep working on yourself uh, every day because we ain't nobody perfect. I am never going to sit here and act like I'm perfect. I'm like probably, I'm definitely a trash friend at times. I can't, I can say that. <laughs> Other people can probably say that at times. But when it counts, I show up. You know what I mean? <laughs> when I'm for real needed, uh, you know, <laughs> I am uh, definitely there, you know. <laughs> I had a birthday Zoom call with somebody the other day, and they went down the line. Everybody on the Zoom call was saying how this person was so special to them. 
what good memory they had. And this person and I sat there and I was like, well, what memory can I share? She's like, you know, do you need to text me before you say it out loud? I said, no, I'll just say something real nice. And the memory that we both had of each other, that was the greatest memory, was when we showed up for each other at the right time. And I can say that I'm that kind of friend. I show up at the right time. may not be the best time, but I show up at the right time. And uh, that, that, that's the type of friend that I like to be, even though I am like I'm not your everyday friend. I'm not your friend you're going to talk to every day. I'm not. I'm just not going to be there. I'm sorry. But when you need me, I'm there, you know. But that everyday thing, yeah, not so much. And I'm okay with that. And hopefully, hopefully, Renata, are you okay with that? I mean, are you good with that? That I'm not that everyday. It is what it is. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, and and the only reason why I I asked that question and made the statement about, I think that is something that we often hear. Um, is that woman or caddy or, um, or, you know, I don't, I didn't have a lot of female friends growing up for whatever reason. And I think that sometimes we, we attribute human emotions to one sex and that shouldn't be the case. Like it shouldn't be, you know, um, you know, you're crying like a girl or, or, you know, man up and things like that. Like, I, I definitely think we had got to get away from those kind of phrases because they're just, they, it, it invalidates the other, the other sex. So. Ooh, well, hold that thought because we can dig more into that when we come back because we got our last commercial break of the day. So uh, stay tuned. Please, 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 if you have not already uh, logged on to the QLM radio app or gone to the website and downloaded the information, go to uh, egoentertainmentnet.com and you can see how to download the app and how to listen to this show repeatedly. But we'll be right back uh, with the last half of our show. So stay tuned. Attention all artists. JQLM radio would love to support and put your music into rotation. If you would like your music added to the rotation, send your music in MP3 format to jqlmradio at gmail.com and include your song title, artist name, genre, and indicate whether it is the clean or explicit version. Or visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com forward slash jqlm radio and complete the form. R&B, hip hop, gospel and pop genres are accepted then simply share jqlm radio with your family friends and fans so they can tune in and support you too remember jqlm radio supports you as you support us jqlm radio real voices raw entertainment and relevant topics track ambush by pratt's app and idea on soundcloud.com slash pratt's app music promoted by freestockmusic.com Okay, so we're back. Um, <laughs> I just love how you said that at the end. I, I do feel like people do say that a lot. You sound like that girl. Like, what does a girl do? Because I've seen some men cry, too. <laughs> some famous ones. Some real famous ones. 
uh, cry and whine like some babies. Like, everybody loved Jordan so much, but if you look back, Jordan was cry, baby. Just saying. But but why why is that even? And I recognize this is like on off of what the original topic was. But why is that? Why is it that if you cry, that's more associated with a female trait when it's having you're having emotions? Like <laughs> at the end of the day, all of us have emotions. All of us, you know, we all have the capability of crying unless there's something medically wrong that you can't. Um, but like that, it shouldn't be, you know. You should, as a male, it should not be expected that you can't express how you feel because it's looked at as a negative thing. And as a female, you should, just because you're um, assertive, it shouldn't be looked at as a negative thing. Because I feel like I often hear um, women say that just because I'm assertive, people look at that in a negative way. I'm getting called the B word or, or this or, or I'm too aggressive when it's really not you're being aggressive. You're just being assertive and you're advocating for yourself and, and doing those things, and why is that looked at as a negative trait? And again, we're not trying to say that one sex is better than the other because that's not the case at all. Um, but it shouldn't. When we were having that equality conversation, I think those are important things to incorporate in that conversation of we've got to get rid of associating certain emotions with one sex when they're just their emotions at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely are emotions because we are all built with emotions. It's just some people, male or female, hide them better than others. Uh, and men, they tend to act emotionally in different ways than women do. Like, I guess women, we cry and visibly cry, where men, they may cry, but their cry is something different. And so uh, a lot of times you'll hear people say, you know, uh, men, they don't feel comfortable crying in public because it's a sign of weakness. But I don't understand why it's a sign of weakness because sometimes people cry when they're to that point of anger that if they get ready to snap, crack on pop. So it's it's not necessarily a weakness. Sometimes it's a coping mechanism to bring themselves down because I know I've been angry at that point where I was crying angry tears, and I'm like, okay, one more word and I'm about to blow my entire top. <laughs> so it was not, definitely not a weak moment. It was de- definitely like I found my power in my cry. Um, hopefully that will change because, like, even for Landon, he's, like, he's in a crying phase right now, and I so want him to get out of it. Not just because he's a boy, but I'm just like, I'm sick of hearing you crying over everything. Um, but he's at the age that that's appropriate to cry over everything. Um, but I, de- I never want to stop him from having emotions because when you have people who bottle in and hold in their emotions, we know that it often doesn't end well. Either they get sick from holding it in or they react in a horrible way in this casualty. And so you want to try to avoid having uh, these moments where you hold everything in, male or female, because, you know, I guess you could speak on that too. Uh, the effects that holding in emotions uh, have on on people, and I, and when you say you know we're getting off topic, it technically isn't because we're talking about women and how people always, you know, how people view women, and people always view women who cry as a weak, uh, weaker person, or they uh, view an aggressive person as 
uh, like you said, a B. So it's like this still ties in together, but I don't know psychology-wise why people do that but or what we could do to even change that besides talking about it more. But it definitely is a problem because, you know, I've held back my emotions sometimes because so many people have either called me one thing or the other. Because back in the day, I was the the beat because <laughs> I was quick to react. Uh, but now that I'm not so quick to react and I kind of react in my own way, not knocking you and the others who call me this, but now I'm a sensitive thug because it's like, you know, because I, 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 I try, I'm trying to find the balance in my emotions and how to handle it. Uh, but I get real passionate about stuff. So it's like, you know, trying to find that balance between that to be uh, emotional but also be safe in being emotional, it's a hard thing to do because society tells you or tries to tell you that it's not okay to be emotional when it should be. It should be okay to be emotional because that is something that you're built to do. You're built to have emotions. You know, when men cry on the altar, we are all women say, oh, I want to see my man. If he don't cry for me when I'm walking down the aisle, then it ain't real. But you don't want him to cry on a regular day, you know, like, I don't get this double standard thing. But anyway, that's your department. Maybe you can explain that because you're a therapist. <laughs> you know, you've got your whole master's in this stuff. Well, I just think in general we don't always do a good job with um, with emotions. And some of that is just we just, for whatever reason, we just grew up in households where we don't have a lot of discussions about emotions or we grew up with parents that didn't show an array of emotions. Um or they, you know, they were limited ones or what have you. So, I mean, I think a big part of that is when you, when you haven't had the opportunity to be exposed to it or it be identified or what have you, I think that's kind of what comes into play. I mean, because even personally, I can think of growing up individuals that were very monumental to me that were female um, and just not, for some of them, I didn't see an array of emotions. For others, I saw more of an array of emotions. Um, but then, you know, going into therapy, um, I was, it gave me the opportunity to better identify the emotion because it's not a matter of you don't have the emotions. It's just a matter of you may not, may not, you may not know how to identify it um, and call it what it is. So, you know, again, like I said, when you're having these discussions about um, equality, it's important to have those conversations too about if there's nothing wrong with with ex- expressing emotion, whether it's tears of joy or whatever. I mean, there is an array of emotions besides sad, happy, and mad. <laughs> so we just need to be mindful of that. Yeah. I mean, I guess what, in our last couple minutes in the show, I guess uh, – I mean, and we can continue this conversation next week because I feel like this this hour goes so fast. But um, what is uh, something that you would leave people with for this week? Maybe um, like a little pointer as to how to handle or even just, you know, respecting a woman when they come, you know, when they present themselves as being emotional or having an emotion, like how, how, from a psychology standpoint, would you, what t- tips or pointers would you give people to 
uh, process and move through this week, navigate through this week. So what tips I would give people in regards to emotion or just in general? Just in general, like, you know, because I know we talk about women, uh, you know, this is Women History Month, like, as a woman, like, what is one thing, I say this, what is one thing that you could tell people as being a woman that you want somebody to, to try out this week? Like, for me, I would say, if you see somebody, if you see a woman, um, you know, just actually pay attention to her, you know what I mean? Like, not just look at her as an object or look at her as a thing that's obtainable. Maybe show appreciation to a woman this week, you know, because I, I can't say that I've done that in the past, but there's always some woman that comes in my path, and I'm like, okay, maybe I should tell you, good job, you know, give a compliment this week to somebody, um, especially maybe I say a woman, because a lot of times I feel like we as women don't do that often, um, or we forget to, or we, or we just kind of be like, ah, she's good, because we never know what woman we may come across who may need to hear, he was cute today. You know what I mean? So that's going to be my thing I'm going to do this week is find some woman or women and actually give them a compliment and make sure that they're good this week. That's what I'm going to do this week. I don't know about you, but I know I'll put you on the spot with that. But you can't think of anything <laughs> off the top of your head. Um, it's cool, but, you know. I, just um, to... I, I would say, um, I guess what I often say is, just give yourself grace. Um, we're human. We make mistakes. We're flawed creatures by nature. Um, so just, you know, be empathetic to others and yourself. Give give that grace to others and yourself. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's easy to blow up and get upset, but sometimes we just need to take that moment and stop and think and, and, you know, evaluate the situation before we blow things out of proportion. Um, even, what, last week, week for last, I, I almost put my foot in my mouth because I, when I was younger, I was really bad at speaking than thinking. Now that I'm getting older, I'm much better at flipping that. Um, and I was, because it was with the safe group, was about to say something, and I was like, no, take a moment, figure out what's really going on before you put your foot in your mouth. And I'm glad I did because I really would have put my foot in my mouth. So just, you know, we're human. Have some empathy. Give people grace, self-included. Okay. On that note, I guess we will, uh, I don't know, we'll be good. I mean, hey, if we want to continue this uh, quote-unquote series <laughs> next week, we shall. <laughs> uh, we'll let y'all know. But uh, be sure to keep listening to JQLM for the whole week. Listen to everybody's show because we're doing a contest. Uh, the contest for the month of March is going to be, like, which one of the shows has um, the most listeners. Um, we might give something out to our listeners as well individually. So we got a couple weeks left. we got a couple of time slots left for our show, and then, of course, other shows are going to be on. So be sure you listen to JQLM all week long, all day long, because you never know when there's a chance to win some good prizes as well. Um, stay tuned to our website, www.empoweredlivingkings.net, regarding uh, what's coming up soon. Uh, hopefully we'll have this book done no later than the end of this month, and we can present it in the month of April. Um, so that is the goal. Uh, am I forgetting anything? 
don't think so. But, I don't think you are. If so, hey, I don't. this inbox us, I'll let us, we'll, we'll recap. So <laughs> thank you for listening. Bring, bring your friends and have them listen, too. If you missed this, any of our shows, go to Spotify. You can look for any of our shows for the Empowered Hour. But until next time, stay blessed. Uh, make sure you give somebody a compliment and give yourself some grace all week long. So talk to you all soon. Have a great week. Thank you.